At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight reel at the end of the week is going to be a part of the discussion. Join me. Let's talk about it. Yo, hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again. I am your host, Janine, and you are listening to What Did I Think About This Week podcast. Um, Thank you so much for coming through to kick it with me. I know I can't see y'all, but it's always a pleasure whenever you come through to listen to me talk about the week. Um, I hope everyone had a great week. Hope everybody stayed dry and warm and safe in this rainy-ass, cold-ass week, man. Um... I don't know what it is about Atlanta drivers, but it's like when it starts raining, y'all want to drive crazier, like you're going to outdrive the rain or something. Super weird, but nevertheless, hope everybody had a good week. Um, If you were here with me last week, you know that we touched on some touchy, serious, but very necessary topics. We talked about mental health, we talked about the elections, and we talked about dealing with the loss of a loved one. Um, and that kind of made its way over into this week, um, finding out that um, Diddy or Puffy's or Sean Combs, ex-girlfriend, uh, mother to three of his children, Kim Porter, passed away due to cardiac arrest, um, super sad situation. And then um, on a more personal level, I found out that a friend of mine from high school um, passed away. And, um, you know, it just makes me further realize that we need to really try to start reaching out to people, showing a little love, showing a little positivity while they're still here, just because we never know how long any of us have, um, you know, on on this earth, really. And, you know, sometimes a simple message like, hey, I was just thinking about you. I hope all is well. Just checking in. You know, it doesn't always have to lead up to a link up or us trying to rekindle any kind of strong friendship bonds or anything, you know, but just a simple check in is all that it really takes. Sometimes you don't know how much that could possibly mean to somebody. So my prayers and condolences um, go out to um their families, um, praying for your strength, praying for your comfort. Um, Rest in peace to Ariel. Um, You know, I'm just going to do my personal best to start reaching out to people more because I think that is definitely important. And um, I feel that my sister-in-law, but not really my in-law, like that's family, my sis. My sister, Ariel Clark, um, dropped a super special made-to-order podcast for me. That's what I think, um, or a podcast episode, right? rather. Um, She has a podcast called Check Please. um, And she dropped an episode last week called The Art of Grieving. Um, Super great episode, you know, especially for me, somebody who has never really had to deal with death or loss up until this year, not really knowing what the stages are, not really knowing what to do to kind of you know, get through that pain, get through that healing. Um, She drops a couple tips on how to grieve in a healthy, productive way. So again, make sure you check out um, Check Please podcast. Again, the um, name of the episode is The Art of Grieving. I'll make sure to put some tags in the episode description. Um, But for this week, you know, we have a lighter week. We have some things to talk about and we shall talk about it. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors. 
Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? I see you living your best life, sis. But check it, my guy. I'm here to talk about a new airlines, flute out airlines. Is you trying to get flute out to go see Bay, to go hit up the beach, to go scam on a nigga real quick? Then flute out airlines is gonna be the airlines for you. Granted, the arrival times they be a little bit iffy, but check it. We got the in-flight snacks on deck. They got 40s, they got hot funyuns, hot Cheetos, chicken and cheeses. And if you're feeling a little fancy, they got this travel-sized bottles of the Sutter House Moscato, too. I flute out airlines. Get flute out. Hello, oh, flute out. Flute out airlines. Um, shout out to the sponsors. So social media truly is a beast at marketing because I I knew nothing of the city girls until this flute out little video snippet went viral. And for those who don't know, um, city girls is a group, um, two girls from Miami, I believe. Um, and one of the girls name is young Miami. And she was doing kind of like a little promo video where she's going to take like the top 20, um, fans and she's going to have them flute out to their concerts. And you know, the shit went viral, but, um, yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> um, and, you know, being that that kind of put me on to the City Girls, um, I listened to their album that they just dropped called Girl Code. Uh, not my cup of tea. I feel like it's definitely a mood. Um, I feel like I can definitely see how it could be a vibe for a lot of girls, how they could, you know, ride to it, bump to it. I personally can't. I might listen to a couple of them. I, I will definitely listen to Twerk with Cardi. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I have to be in the mood for. It has to be something that I can be in the proper headspace and energy to receive. Um, so that's that. And um, checked out some morning music this week, guys. Mariah Carey dropped her 15th studio album, I believe, called Caution. And... Um, you know, it's what I can expect from Mariah at this point in her career. I will say that um, I listened to it. It was cool. It was some little catchy songs. I definitely feel like it's a studio album. Like it sounds good because she recorded it in the studio. I am so intrigued to see what it's going to look like performing because y'all know that she just stands stands on stage and kind of does like a half little sway back and forth. So that's going to be interesting. But um, she has a song on there called Distance with Ty Dollar Signs, which is definitely a vibe, which is definitely something I played a couple times. And I really think that it's due to Ty Dollar Signs. I love him. I love his sound. I love the vibe that he brings to a track. So that's that. And um, last but not least, I was bumping T.I.'s Dime Trap. Listen, T.I. is legit the king of the South period point blank like I don't want no other arguments um he called it dime track this is his 10th album definitely a mature album I can appreciate when um somebody can be in the game for a long period of time and you see the growth in them lyrically and in their production and in their song choices and the things that they rap about and T.I. is really good about being able to still be trapped but show that you know he's definitely not still in the trap house cooking up work you know what I'm saying so he still kind of keeps the relatability to the streets but also is able to give us what he's going through right now currently um truthfully I listen to I can listen to beginning to end no skips but 
Um, the three songs that really stood out to me that's on constant repeat is Wrath with uh, Yo Gotti, The Weeknd featuring Young Thug, and At Least I Know featuring Anderson Pac. Pac. Pac? P-A-A-K? Y'all know, y'all could figure out how that is supposed to be pronounced. But yeah, dope ass album, man. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, um, more into what did I think about this week? Um, living legend Stan Lee passes away at 95. I did not mention Stan Lee um, in the beginning of the episode because I feel like his situation is is a little different. I feel like, um, you know, at this point, he should be celebrated. I mean, of course to anyone close to him, to his family, his loss is going to be painful because of course, you know, they're, they are going to miss his presence. But at 95, man, you've lived a full life to have been able to see all of your ideas and creations really come to life and manifest themselves at the highest level. Like, come on, yo, like, like, that's all that we can ask for. And um, he was really able to create such a bold, imaginative, colorful world for so many of us. And, um, you know, at the end of your days, you know, what more can you ask for to have been able to touch lives, to have been an inspiration to people and to truly leave behind a full legacy? So, you know, thank you, Stan Lee, for all that you have contributed to, I know, my childhood personally growing up and the world that your legacy will continue to create. So rest in peace to Stan Lee. Um, next this week, whew, woo Chile, <laughs> woo Chile, Jill Scott breaks the Internet. Lord have mercy, Jill Scott breaks the Internet with this um, video of her being on stage um reenacting what she does to her man okay so she's reenacting on a mic giving her man quote-unquote special attention and niggas lost their minds like it was a bunch of retweets everybody's like "Ooh, i want that jill scott etc etc so first and foremost sir if this is the first time that you've seen this technique i'm gonna need you and your chick to level up first of all secondly I'm not like a diehard Jill Scott fan. I definitely love her music. I definitely acknowledge her talent and her vocal range and how beautiful she is. Like I totally acknowledge that, but I'm not like a diehard fan. But from what I'm seeing, her fans are like, this is nothing new. Like Jill, been this Jill, y'all sleep. And this is to show like y'all thought that Jill Scott was all afros, incense, and fucking cheetah print quilts and that's not the case at all whatsoever and let this be a lesson to you you always overlook the good wholesome girls who cover up and who are respectable and who speak about love and passion and then you go to all all these little girls that are fast and they got their ass and their boobs out and you're missing out on a very great jill scott night that's all i'm saying so shout out to jill scott um, speaking of women walking around with their ass and titties out, um, Black China is having like, or did have, I don't even know if it's still going on, having like a little passive aggressive beef with Matt Barnes. Now, I personally love Matt Barnes, um, not so much as a basketball player, but more so of, or more so the man that he is off the court. Um, 
I like that he is an advocate for cannabis use amongst athletes, really taking away the stigma behind that, um, really promoting um, athletes going that route versus getting strong out, not strong out, but um, seeking other prescribed medications. I believe he's doing a movie about Huey Newton. Um, you know, just a really dope guy. I like him a lot. But basically what happened is um, Rob Kardashian is taking Black China to court. You know, they, they do have a daughter together named Dream. Rob Kardashian is taking Black China to court to lower his child support payments because he can no longer afford $20,000 a month. Now, um, I don't know if Shade Room posted it. I'm pretty sure they did. But on somebody's page under somebody's post, Matt Barnes basically like gave the fist up emoji and I guess Black China felt the way. And so Matt Barnes was pretty much like, hey, she could feel how she wants to feel. All I did was put a, um, a fist up emoji. You know, me as a father, I'm going to support any man that's trying to do what's best for his kids and how to really raise their kids right. And he was like, at the end of the day, it don't take $20,000 for a child to be raised. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, um, women will take that money, use it on cars, trips, surgeries, you know, trying to look good for the next man, etc. And um, it's not really going towards the kid anyway. Now, I'm all for, you know, a woman putting their baby's father baby's daddy, sperm donor, whatever, on child support be if he is really trying to run away from his responsibilities, if he's not trying to actively be a part of raising a child that he helped create. Like, I totally support that. But, you know what I'm saying? I do also feel like a lot of times women can use children as leverage. You know, just as there's shysty men out here, there are some malicious ass females out here too. And sometimes, you know, they can use a baby as leverage. And I don't feel like child support payments should be used to try to maintain a lifestyle that you would not have had you not been receiving child support payments, if that makes any sense. And I feel like we don't know what they're doing with this money. I don't know if it's going towards like private school, if it's going towards lessons, if it's going towards a college tuition account. I don't know. But if that's the case, I feel like the father should have an option to put those monies directly into those accounts versus giving the mom like a lump sum of money. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I am ignorant to the whole process because I don't have to deal with child support. You know, my parents didn't have to do that, so I really don't know. This is just me from the outside looking in. That's that. Now, um, this week, I saw John Leguizamo's Latin History for Morons. Amazing production. Like, oh my goodness. If you have not seen this, make sure you watch it. Um, So basically, what he did is he created a... Broadway production that was inspired by um, him trying to help his son after being bullied at school because he was like Latin. So, you know, his son goes to a private school. Um, he was getting bullied. He was being called Beaner, etc. Um, John even talks about how um, some interactions with the parents at the school definitely shows where there was like a supremist privileged attitude um, just in the way that they talk to him or um, make making assumptions that his son is on financial aid, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so um, for his son's final project before graduating middle school, they had to write a report on who their hero was. So what John does is he goes and he tries to seek out a a Latin hero that his son could be proud of and and write about. Right. Super beautiful situation. And he goes back to him talking like like he literally goes back and he. Um, dissects really the whole Latin history. He talks about the Incas and the Aztecs and the Native Americans um, and and like the Mayans and how much that they contributed to a lot of our culture and how, you know, a lot of that is lost. And me as a biracial child, half Venezuelan, half black, like it's so inspiring to see this and it kind of opens up a fire and desire to go back and really dig deep into that side of myself because I truthfully never really had a connection to my Latin side. Um, So that's very promising. But at the same time, I'm overwhelmed. Like Europeans dead ass tried to eradicate my people's history on both sides. So now I have to go back and relearn everything on my African-American um, black ancestors as well as on my Latin ancestors side. And it's over fucking whelming. It is, but we shall do it either way. And it's interesting because a lot of the stories have a lot of similarities, you know? Um, so if you have not checked it out, um, especially if you are Latin, you should definitely check it out. But I think that it's a dope production for everybody to see. Um, yeah, so that's um, pretty much it for my entertainment stuff. Um, now on to my introspective moment. Introspective moments with Nina. All right, so I just want to start by saying I am in full support and am so proud of the strides that we have we as women have made to demand a certain level of respect, to demand a certain level of equality, the emphasis and the commitment we've made to um, education and to prove that we have the ability to create a name for ourselves and to create our own legacy outside of or without the help of a man or without us just being an aid to creating his legacy. Like, I totally support that. Um, and I'm seeing so many of my friends. I'm seeing people that I've you know known growing up and just women in general who are bosses, man, who have become entrepreneurs, who are starting their own business, who are extremely educated, who are demanding respect and and, and um, equality in the corporate realm. Um, you know, I see this happening and it's beautiful. Like, it's super amazing. Um, but I almost feel like in some cases, we have made such an effort to prove that we are independent, that we can have a career, that we don't need a man for nothing, that we're not going to um, be marginalized to a quote-unquote 1960s housewife. We've done this almost to a point where women who choose 
to um, not necessarily go the, the career route to stay at home, have kids, raise their kids, um, kind of create a home and take care of the house. These women are being frowned upon or they're, they're almost looked at like, you know, they're subpar. And that's not cool, yo. It's not at all because as women, we shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, and I'm guilty of that. Like I remember being younger and I would have coworkers where all they did was talk about their kids. All they wanted to do was talk about their kids. They wanted to show me pictures of their kids, videos, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll be like, yo, like is the only accomplishment you have the fact that you have kids? Like that's, that's whack. Then several years later, Spongebob voice, I become a mom, I have a family, I have a husband, and I realized that, yo, like, having a kid, like, creating this little miniature human and watching them grow and learn and, like, and, like, discover that the world is the most amazing, fulfilling accomplishment ever. Like, it's so great. And um, now I feel like, I want to go back to my 19, 20 year old me and tell myself I was an asshole. But, you know, there's no such thing as time travel. But anyway, um, but I just feel like um, although I can stand behind the woman unifying movement, the fact that we are demanding equality, the fact that we are pushing for the opportunity to be um corporate tigers and being able to be fully educated, etc., is great. I can't wholeheartedly call myself a feminist or stand behind the feminist movement. Now, I'm still learning exactly what a feminist is. Damn, I can't even say it. A feminist is, yeah, paradigm is. Um, but I, like a lot of us, really kind of just go by what what sticks out radical stories um things that we see in like little snippets and stuff um you know we see that but um for me um I just feel like as black women we have a lot of rebuilding of trust love loyalty and unity with our black men that we need to address so that we as a marginalized group can move forward and deal with the inequality and the marginalization and the discrimination that we're facing even now today in in 2018 you know and i feel like sometimes getting involved with the feminist movement can kind of detract us from that and um you know me as a woman of color i just feel like that's important and so speaking of like radical things I'm on Twitter and I see where a young woman of color is legitimately having an argument that black men are more privileged than white women in America. Like she wholeheartedly in her heart of hearts felt this way and she's having this argument. And if this is the kind of ideology that's being pushed to our young girls, if this is what you know, you as a feminist truly believes that's some bullshit. (laughs) Like that is some bullshit. That's false. But that's another topic for another day. Back to, you know, we as women, um, if choosing different paths of corporate career or at home taking care of kids. So I had a moment where 
I'm in bed with Jude. We're just laying there talking and we're just talking about, you know, um, Jade and how fast she's growing up and, um, you know, how special she is and how much we love her, et cetera, et cetera. And I start crying like an idiot. I'm like in bed crying. And Jude looks at me in the most loving, compassionate, caring way and asks me, Bay, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why, why are you in bed crying right now? And I, you know, in the midst of like wiping tears, I'm like, I'm just overwhelmingly happy. Like, I'm so happy. These are tears of joy because everything that I wanted, I have. And that was like a ding, clarity moment, right? And that was, and, and, and of course, you know, our goals and our dreams and our, you know, and, and, and our plans change. But at that moment, that's really how I felt. I felt like, yo, everything that I've wanted, like I, I, I have, I feel fulfilled. And the reason why this is such a big thing for me is because for the longest time, I was looking at what my friends were doing and I was looking at what other people around me were doing. And I would be like, yo, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like at, at this age, I should have been did this. I should have been finished that. I should have already experienced X, Y, Z. And I was almost feeling like I wasn't happy or I wasn't successful because I'm not running my race. I'm looking at everybody else. And um, I think a large part of that was, you know, um, if you listen to my interview with Wes on his podcast, I Got Next. This is a subtle plug, by the way. Again, I Got Next podcast presented by Wes. Make sure you listen out for that. In my interview with Wes, um, we talked about how for the longest time, I didn't know what my passion was right? Like, I didn't know what my passion was. And the whole reason why I even went to Georgia Southern was for one, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to college. And for two, everybody else was telling me that I would be good in broadcasting, that that would work with my personality, blah, blah, blah. So I went, but that fire and that desire to seek that, that, that career path or to seek that field really wasn't there. So I went there and I kind of fucked off a little bit, right? And for that moment that I had that night, it was a realization that for whatever reason, mm, what was going to make me happy or feel fulfilled was not necessarily a career at that point in time, but I have such a large emphasis on family. I love being a nurturer. I love being a mom. I love being um I love being Jude's rib <laughs> and some sides. No, but um you know, I like that I have this home that I'm creating a safe and loving space to raise our child in and maybe future children. Um you know, and that's really what brings me happiness. And I was not able to see that. And I didn't even realize how happy I was because I was steady looking at other people. Now, um, I say all that to say at, at the end of the day, you know, we as women have to support each other in whatever path our fellow sister goes down, you know, as long as she's not doing anything that is detrimental to herself or her children, or her family, if that's what's making her happy, we have to definitely support that. 
And on an individual level, um, you know, we have to really sit and, 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 and figure ourselves out like, hey, what is going to bring me happiness? What is going to fulfill me? What does my idea of success look like? You know, and not what is Instagram telling me, not what is Facebook telling me, not what are my friends doing? What what is going to make me happy? You know, and once we're able to do that, you know, none of that other shit matters. So, you know, I feel like if what's going to bring you happiness is to start that career, to wait on starting a family, to climb the corporate ladder, to become that, that entrepreneur, to go out and own businesses. That's, that's, an, that's awesome. I support you. You're out here making us look good. That's wonderful. But if you're at home and, and, and you want to be a, a at-home mom, a housewife, quote unquote, if that's what you want to do, I also want you to feel equally empowered because that's a tough job. You know, like, like, like it's, it's, it's tough being able to stay sane enough to, to raise a family and to keep a house together. And of course, a lot of us that kind of go that route, we still have jobs, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, that's that. But, you know, um, so, you know, I'm not a feminist, but I'm feminist-ish, you know. I just want us to just support each other, um, not to look down on other women off of the choices that they're making. I want us to try to empower each other and to continue to encourage one another. I don't know if I repeated anything, but if I so, then that just means that I really felt it, okay? All right. Well, that's pretty much it for what I think about this week. Um, I hope everyone goes into next week feeling loved, feeling encouraged, feeling supported. Um, continue to share, um, encourage your friends to check out what I think about this week podcast. If this is something that you enjoy listening to on a weekly basis, make sure you subscribe. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, um, take some time out. If you could, please take some time out to, um, you know, rate and write a little quick review. Um, continue to send me your feedback, both negative and positive. I'm here for all of that. Um, But yeah, man, thank you so much for checking in with me yet again. And I will see you next week on What Did I Think About This Week?